This is Internet Marketing for Smart People Radio. I am Robert Bruce, and we are talking email marketing on the show today, specifically handing you six solid tips on three big questions from two distinguished guests. If you're into email, stick around. Joining me is Sonia Simone, Chief Marketing Officer of Copyblogger Media, and DJ Waldo, founder and CEO of Waldo Social. Sonia, how are you doing today? I am bursting with enthusiasm is how I am today. It sounds like it. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to have you on today. DJ, thanks for coming on too. Uh, you ready to talk email? I'm always ready to talk email. Uh, as my bio often says, I eat, breathe, dream, sleep, daydream email. So I'm, I'm ready to go and I'm excited to be part of this, what I would now call the six Three two right six three two show right right and and Sonia is obviously from the sound of her voice a tornado over there uh, a veritable yes. hurricane of energy <laughs> and wisdom so watch yourself DJ is is my advice for you I'm just excited because DJ may be a bigger dork about email than I am which is like beyond my wildest dreams I'm so excited so DJ it's super to have you. I take that as a compliment, Sonia. No, you should. Because it, yeah, it, it like is. That. All right. So I have got three big email marketing questions that uh, we get over and over and over here at Copyblogger. And I'm going to ask that you guys give me your top tips for each of these three questions. The very best you've got. This is kind of like a game show. It kind of has the, the game show feel to it. But we'll keep it simple. Sonia, you're up first. What are your top tips for writing an email that actually gets opened. My top tip for getting an email, writing an email that actually gets opened is we open mail from people we know. We file mail that we get from companies. So I have a folder in my Gmail and probably other people have this. It's called something like shopping because I'm one of those people who's addicted to online shopping. And it's got like a thousand unread messages in it. I just sort of throw them in there. And if I want to look for something on sale, I go in there. Email I get from a handful of people running a business who are sending email that feels like it's from somebody I know, those I read. And so my top tip is create a personal identity, write from a personal identity. So it feels like email from a person, not a company. It's about voice. It's about writing an email that doesn't look like an ad, it looks like an email. You know, it looks like an email that somebody cool would send you about something you're interested in, as opposed to a coupon or, you know, there's nothing wrong with coupons or or other kind of commercial things. But as soon as it looks and smells like an ad, people treat it like an ad. And that does not put it at the top of their to open list. DJ, uh, what's your top tip for writing an email that actually gets opened? I want to be clear. We're going back and forth, so I get to take the lead on the next question, right? Because Sonia, of course, <laughs> stole your answer. Sorry, stole my answer. That's completely and this is proof that we did not plan exactly. You know, we didn't t- share our secrets up front. But no, I, I think Sonia's first one is, and I, I want to actually build on that a little bit. I'm a big believer that people open and 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 forget the e- being an email marketer for a second. Think of yourself as Sonia just described as a consumer of email. Uh, people open email based really on two factors and two factors alone, who it's from and what the subject line is. And if you think about this, that, that makes a lot of sense because it's the only way you actually, when you look at your inbox, you know, unless you've got this big old preview pane, it's all you really see is who it's from and what it says and what the subject line says. So really building, I, I want to take my first tip is building on what Sonia said is that from name, 
who the email is from is oh so critical. And so I'll give you an example of, you know, so for example, let's talk about Copyblogger, for example. So Copyblogger can send an email from Copyblogger or from Sonia or from Brian or from probably a handful of other people there, and you're going to get a different response based on who the email is from. And I'm not making a judgment on Brian or Sonia or anything like that. What I mean is it's Copyblogger is a trusted brand. It is a well-known name. I know when I get an email from Copyblogger what to expect, and I trust it. Um, that's much different than getting an email from a, um, a person. And so I, I always find it interesting when brands toy with that. And I think uh, hopefully they're testing it, but trying this idea of is it from the brand name or the company name or the person or a combination of the two? Because I think that's really, really critical is if I get an email from somebody I recognize and trust, I am that much more likely to open it than from a random person. Yeah, absolutely. And I get emails from people I know are going to sell me something. Like I get emails from Frank Kern. I always open emails from Frank Kern. I know it's going to be a pitch from the first letter to the last, you know, punctuation mark. But I also know it's going to be entertaining. I know it's going to be interesting. I know it's going to be funny. And so it's not, you know, that you shouldn't sell. It's okay to sell. It's okay to pitch. It depends on what your audience is there for. But be entertaining, be interesting, be a person. Don't be a stiff unless you have, you know, an awesome coupon. If you're Groupon, you can, you can do things a little differently because people are opening the mail to get the coupon. So it depends on what your audience is there for. But, but Sonia, Groupon, it's an interesting point you bring up about Groupon because I've had a lot of discussions about this recently. Groupon does something – Groupon actually proves my – well, my second point of, of having a, a subject line that's compelling because I'm guessing like you, like me, you don't open every Groupon email. You probably open – you read the subject line. Well, first, you yeah. see it's from Groupon and you say, okay, I've purchased from them before. I trust them. I like them, et cetera, et cetera, hopefully. And then the second piece you say – well, it's for a massage. Well, you know what? I've had four massages already this week. I probably shouldn't buy another <laughs> one. I'm going to go ahead and delete that email without even reading it. Yeah. Right? So the subject line in that case is setting you up to, to either, you know, it's basically telling you what's going to be in the email, whether or not you're going to open it or not. Yeah, that's good. DJ, let's, let's get into your second one here. The, the subject line, the headline, you know, essentially is what we're talking about. How important is that uh, to getting the email opened? Well, so, so again, I started by saying there's two factors, the from name and the subject line. Uh, they can be mutually exclusive. In other words, I cannot recognize the sender or not trust the sender necessarily um, and have just a totally amazing subject line that is compelling and I just have to open it. Uh, so, so that's one way. But I really do think the two of them combined are, are absolutely the most powerful thing, You know, a, a trusted sender and a compelling subject line. But to me... It's the subject line that it gives me something I either either like a group on I know exactly what I'm going to get when I open it, or it leaves something to be desired, something you know, and the winner is dot dot dot, or something where I'm gonna you know just like you would talk about in copy general copywriting. I mean something that catches the reader's attention because you know I'm scanning my inbox and and I'm you know I'm probably like most people in the morning I go on my phone and I go and scan and hit delete 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 and then all of a sudden something jumps out at me and I open it just like uh same thing with a blog post same thing with any I mean if they don't read your headline they're not reading you yep. Sonia you want to close us out with your uh, final tip on how to get our emails opened 
this one kind of underlies everything, which is don't send people crap. If the message disappoints the reader when they open it, they're not going to open the next one. So you don't just want to write one email that gets opened. You actually want to write, you know, emails that get opened consistently. So don't do cute, you know, first of all, don't have misleading subject headers because A, it's against the law and B, it, it frustrates people and then they open it and they're kind of disappointed and they have a little bad feeling in their stomach and they won't open the next one. So don't, it actually has something worth reading when you open the email is sort of the the mega tip. Quickly, if I can just clarify one thing, because I, I don't I, I don't want to imply that using something catchy or something to, to lead somebody in the email, I, I agree with Sonia, you don't, well, it is illegal and you don't want to do anything misleading. Um, I think I'm merely stating that you want to say something that gets them, gets them at least excited about opening the email, right? Yeah. You know, but without being misleading. Yeah, no, thank you for that. We are... We are not definitely not in the hype business over here. Let's move on to our second question. DJ, this might be a bit of a shorter answer because this is a a little bit of a technical thing too, or or can be at least. But how do we keep our emails that we're sending out of spam filters? Easy. Send timely, targeted, relevant, valuable emails to people who have asked for them. Wait a minute. Is that... One tip, or is that like five tips? <laughs> it's one. It's one <laughs> long tip. But but no. But let me expand on that briefly. I, yeah, I think, please. You know, um, I actually got a really interesting email from uh, a mutual colleague, friend of ours, Chris Brogan, today, and apparently he had sent an email uh, the day before that ended up in a bunch of people's spam filters, and he apologized for it. And he said, "Hey, here's you know, I'm sorry. You might want to dig that out of your spam filter." And he said. You know, apparently the email gods don't like the word free in the subject line. And as Sonia will appreciate this as an email geek, I jumped all over that email and, and let Chris know that actually it's not, you know, it used to be the case that you put free or use all caps in subject lines that those were going to get caught up in spam filters. It's not really the case anymore. I mean, certainly some internet service providers or ISPs are marking emails as spam based on subject lines and content. But really, for the most part, it has more to do now with reputation. Mm. And I don't mean reputation like, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a celebrity's reputation, but I don't mean that kind of reputation. I mean the reputation of the IP address that you're sending from or the domain you're sending from. So in other words, if you are someone who is viewed by the ISPs as sending a lot of unsolicited mail or mail that people mark as spam often, your reputation as a domain or as an IP address that you're sending from will go down. So that's really more important than anything else, um, than, than what the content or the, the subject line reads to be. And I'll, I'll pause on that for a second because I think Sonia probably has some thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I know Sonia hates spam probably more than anybody I know um, and hates <laughs> to be land in spam filters. But uh, you, you do uh, that uh, the least of anybody I know as well. So what's your tips for staying out of these spam filters? I have a kind of a couple of tips. First of all, you know, everything DJ said, if you get marked as a spammer, then you can be sending people, you know, and some actual spammers do, you know, the collected wit and wisdom of Mother Teresa. And you're going to get it in a spam filter because you're a spammer. If you if you spam people, then your reputation is going to suffer. Or if it feels like you're spamming people, if it feels like you're violating the relationship the person thought they had when you're signing up. So be clear about, you know, if you're selling and you're a business, don't try and pretend you're not a business because, again, you're 
you're going to create an expectation mismatch and that's going to get you marked as a spammer, which is going to be a problem. My kind of secret, it's like so secret, right? Nobody's ever heard of this. My secret weapon is your readers really need to want to get your mail because if they want it badly enough, they will whitelist you. They will go find it in the spam filter. They will use a different email address. You know, there's some email addresses that are very hard to get into. Um, AOL is hard. Earthlink, I've always found, can be tricky. And also a lot of the um, like small business email addresses. Like if you have a small company, 100 people or less, and they have an IT guy, that IT guy has that email server locked down so tight, you can't send in, you know, anything. Um, and sometimes it's not locked down in a very sophisticated way. Like, oh, this is bulk email. I'll throw it away. You know, yeah, it right. was sent by a bulk sender. If they really want what you're sending, they find a way to get the email through. So you put the burden on the person who's reading to 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 open the path up rather than trying to open the path up on your side. Now, I totally believe in doing things to keep your email out of spam filters I'm kind of increasingly leaning toward uh, text emails rather than HTML because I do find that I get more clicks, which suggests to me I'm getting more deliverability. It may just be that it looks more like, you know, email people are used to getting. The underlying principle for me is if you give them a really good reason to sign up, like you have this really cool content, which, by the way, if you build an autoresponder, which is a sequence of emails, you can get a copywriter to create this like astonishingly awesome autoresponder content for you if writing's not your thing. But if the content's good enough, if they want it badly enough, they will find a way to clear the path. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, it's interesting. I, you can't see me, obviously. I'm nodding my head. I'm shaking my head. I'm running around in circles. I'm doing all <laughs> sorts of crazy things on this side. But, you know, it, it's interesting. When I first started email marketing, um, I worked at Bronto, God, it was almost seven years ago now when I started, and I used to be more of that purist, you know, that person who said, you have to do it this way, you have to, you can't send text-only messages with links here and there, that's ugly, and mm-hmm. nobody will ever open those or click, we all want these pretty HTML emails, and, and over the years, I've um, matured, well, I should use that term loosely, but I think I've matured a little bit to now believe that, hey, you can break some of those rules and actually find success. But I think it all goes back, Sonia, to your point is if you have that trust, if you have compelling content, uh, you know, it's sort of like, you know, we talk about with blog posts a lot, uh, you know, uh, the, the makeup of a blog and how, what it should look like and it should have this or two columns or three columns or one column. Well, I mean, you, a copy blog, I'm sure you guys could appreciate this. Co- copy trumps, usually trumps all that stuff. If you have good, compelling content it doesn't matter as much what your email looks like or if you have an HTML or text only. If you're testing it and you're finding that sending a more personalized email, shorter copy with a couple links of click here, buy this now, join us for this webinar, uh, and it's working, then then roll with that. I mean, that's what I think. Roll with it. I'll tell you one thing that should be in everybody's inbox. That is the Internet Marketing for Smart People email course, your online marketing course that we deliver straight to your email inbox. The short version of this is that it's the very best of Copyblogger wrapped up into 20 emails that Sonia has put together, extremely readable, extremely useful. Those emails are dripped out to you about once a week. And when you sign up for this course, you're getting 
over six years of copyblogger teaching tactics and wisdom kind of wrapped up into one place. To get this, uh, it's totally free. If you want in, you just head over to copyblogger.com, scroll down a little bit to the middle, about the middle of the homepage, and you'll see the headline, Grab Our Free 20-Part Internet Marketing Course. All you have to do is drop your email address into the little box there, and we will take care of the rest. Okay, we have saved the mother of all email marketing questions for last, you guys. Um, (laughs) This is the one that everyone wants to know all the time. Sonia, uh, what's your tip for how to build an email list? This is sort of a gigantic question, so I'm just going to be tactical and short. Um, the A good answer to this used to be a pop-up form. So you have a blog and there was a little pop-up that, that, that pops up and says, hey, you want to sign up for the email list? Which I loathe and detest and we could never stomach putting them on our blog. But they would very often double or triple sign up or more. Um, so, you know, we always knew we were sort of leaving some leaving some readers on the table there. There's a new kind of a mini trend um, that as far as I saw, the first time I saw it was over at Derek Halpern's blog, Social Triggers, which is to make the sign-up box for your email list like ridiculously prominent. So he put it in the middle of the screen, not off to the side. Um, it's not in a sidebar, so mobile readers will see it. And it's, it's, it's so big, it feels a little weird. Um, you know, it's like, wow, that's really giant, you know, but what you're doing is you're asking for the email sign up in a way that can't be missed, but you're not, you know, popping up on the screen and getting in the way of what people are trying to read. And, and so it's sort of, um, it's sort of a hybrid. Chris Brogan tried it over at his blog and instantly saw a really pretty remarkable increase in the number of email signups. We implemented it on our homepage, copyblogger.com. We instantly, I mean, within the hour, started to see a sharp increase in signups. Again, you know, getting to that kind of double or triple rate. So that's that's kind of my latest trendy way to do it. We actually, over at Studio Press, created a whole WordPress theme that bakes that in. It's called Generate, and it just puts the signup box when you first look at it, you feel like, wow, that's intense, you know? <laughs> like there's this huge thing yeah. in the middle of the screen. But it's a good compromise between, you know, irritating people with a pop-up, but also making sure that you've put the opportunity in front of them. Because a lot of people who like your content want to sign up to hear more about what you have to say, but they just didn't see it. I should apologize because this is way too big of a question for a a tip. So thank you, Sonia. That was incredibly uh, useful. And of course, what we're talking about for for people just kind of joining us and maybe just kind of coming into this conversation for the first time, this is on top of a whole strategy of content creation, building trust, building authority with an audience, you know, through uh, the open web on your website that you own. But what you're saying in, in relation to that, Sonia, is basically you're making a conscious choice about the most valuable real estate on your website is, is a big part of this, right? Right. You're putting it front and center. And frankly, I'd rather see you do that than have some kind of, you know, admittedly nice looking graphic header for your business that like says absolutely nothing about what you do and Man, does nothing great. to build your business. Yep. Uh, DJ, 
So, Robert, I thought once again when you were apologizing, I thought you were going to apologize for having Sonia go first. And once again. <laughs> why, why would I do that, DJ? It, it's stealing, worked out well. So <laughs> Stealing my idea. Exactly right. It's so funny that you mentioned Derek's blog. And, uh, you know, I, I thought of the same one and of how he makes it very, very prominent. I actually think you guys at Copyblogger do a, a really nice job also. I mean, I know it's partway down. You know, you scroll a little bit. But there's a there's a big old sign-up box there. And to build on what Sonia said, I, I think it's also important to do two things within that sign-up box. It's not just asking people to sign up and making it obvious and clear and easy. But it's giving there's, – there's two pieces of this. I'm looking at the Copyblogger site right now. There's a little bit of the social proof there. So uh, you have a um, – you know, join over 63,000 smart people today. Well, I'm saying to myself, 63,000 people, what the heck am I missing? Why am I not one of those people? Yeah, uh, yeah. So there, there's the social proof and there's, there's a reason to sign up. And also and, – and you all do this and um, Derek does this on social triggers also. But you tell me why I should sign up. Not just a, an email box and say, please sign up for free updates. What's in it for me, the, w, the WIIFM? What am I going to get? Right. What can I expect? So that's the, that's the first one. And the, the second one that builds into this too is, and again, Copyblogger does this. And I'm looking at another site right now, Chris Garrett, um, chrisg.com. Uh, this is another trend I'm seeing more and more is putting some kind of incentive. So again, mm -hmm. Copyblogger, you guys do it where you say you get this 20-part you know, this, this series. Uh, Chris Garrett is giving away two eBooks in order to get an email address. He's also making it very, very prominent on his site. Um, but tell me what's in it for me. What am I going to get? Why should I give you my email address? Absolutely. And I will, I will add, and that's a really good point. You know, the language we use on Copyblogger is here's what we've got for you. And that's a good way to think about it. You might use that language yourself. You might not. But, you know, what do you have for the people? What do they get out of it? Hint, it can't just be like access to your ads. That's not very interesting. But, yeah, focus on the benefits. Um, make sure people understand what they've got for you. There has to be some reason they're giving you this email address. We ask for people's time and attention, like like somehow that's less valuable than asking for their money. We have it totally backwards. Uh, people only, I can't make any more time than I have. If I give you five minutes and your content is lousy, it's five minutes I can't earn back. Or suppose, you know, if I buy a $5 sandwich and it sucks, it's like, well, I'll just make five more dollars. It's not really a big deal. So think about what you're asking for when you ask somebody for their time and attention. It's a pretty big deal. You need to be able to deliver on your side. All right, guys, uh, let's get out of here. Let's wrap this thing up. Sonia, thank you so much. Uh, DJ Waldo, where can people find you out there on the web? I have the, the blessing and the curse of having a unique name like DJ Waldo. So <laughs> what that means is you can – I've wrapped up every single handle that is DJWALDOW. So you can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Uh, you could go to waldosocial.com. You could go to my personal blog, Social Butterfly Guy. And uh, if you can't find me by going to Google, there's another DJ Waldo out there impersonating me. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. As always, if this show has done something to you or for you, we would love it if you got over to iTunes and left a comment or a rating there. That is one way that kind of spreads the word about what uh, we're doing on this little radio show. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, Sonia, DJ, thanks a ton for your expertise today. We will be back. Awesome, Robert. Thank you. Thanks, Robert.